Hello and welcome to the Cinematic Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Olson, and this is the podcast where I talk to cool people about their life through their favorite films. But for today, it's actually just going to be me. So I'm going to be talking about myself and some of my favorite movies from 2022. You know, one of my favorite things to do at the end of the, or the beginning of the year, I should say, it's wrapping up a year, the previous year, is to go back and look at what were some of my favorite movies that came out within that year. Uh, my previous podcast, I did this a lot and, uh, gonna, I thought, um, it'd be fun to do it here. Um, and as January has been an incredibly busy month for me personally, I just had my, my daughter was born earlier this month and, uh, it's been, yeah, just been super busy and I wanted to try to squeeze this in real quick before the month of January is over. So, um, Anyways, it's, yeah, it's going to be me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through like some of the questions that I ask my guests. Um, but they're going to be specified towards the films that came out in 2022. And so, like I said, it's going to be just me today going through some of these. And then at the end, I'll go through like a, a rough ranking of the movies I, my top 10 and maybe some of the ones I'm looking forward to most coming out in 2023. So. Without further ado, let's start with the big question. So the first question for me that I wrote out was, what was the most meaningful film that I saw this year? Um, and so this was really hard for me to, 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 uh, to answer because there was quite a few, but, um, I think if I'm going with like, I don't know if this is my, it's not my, the favorite movie of the year, but it's, it's one of my favorites. Um, but, um, I'm going to have to go with the movie, um, oh man, it's, it's so hard. I'm changing my mind. Even as I'm, even as I'm trying to answer this right now, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to, I'm going to give a couple here because, um, there was quite a few. So first off, Wakanda Forever. Um, that was the one I was going to answer. I absolutely loved this movie. I know it, uh, it was a movie that had a lot to do, um, a lot of things to live up to. Um, it was a, uh, basically a movie grieving the loss of the amazing Chadwick Boseman but also trying to carry the story forward. Um, and I thought it just did a really beautiful do- job. The movie's not perfect. It's got some pacing issues and a few things here and there. But um, the reason why I found this so meaningful was because the, char- the character, well, all the characters, but specifically Shuri, who is uh, Black Panther's sister, um, she, you know, is kind of taking over the mantle of the Black Panther in this film. And the stages of grief that she goes through, I thought were just conveyed so beautifully and so well and so relatable. Um, and I know there's some dark moments in there. There's things get pretty dark. And I know some people have kind of complained that like, like a hero, like shouldn't show those, that side of anger or vengeance or things like that. But I found it incredibly raw and realistic. And I, um, I don't know, I, I've gone through some pretty hard stuff in my life these last several years where, I've grieved a lot of things in my own personal life. And I felt that this movie really captured some of those emotions and some of those feelings. Um, just done, like I said, done so well. And it just really hit me and really moved me. Um, and yeah, I just brought, I don't know, it, 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 to see that representation in a Marvel movie. And I, you know, anyone that knows me, and if you don't know me that well yet, if you're new to this show, I'm a huge, huge Marvel fan. Um, I love the MCU. I love, I love superheroes in general, but for them to kind of make this movie that was just all about grief and loss, um, was really powerful to me. So that's, 
that's the one that I'm kind of sticking with as far as like the most meaningful because it just felt like it captured so many of the feelings that I felt personally in my own life. Um, I also want to just give a quick nod to the Fablemans. Um, I, you know, the, the semi-autobiographical film about Steven Spielberg's childhood and his love for film, but also what it was like growing up with his parents, um, going through a divorce. And I went through, my parents went through a divorce when I was in my late teenage years, early young adult years, which is about the age that this character was going through some of that too. And I don't know, just a lot of relatable feelings in that. And once again, like being able to see yourself represented in those ways or those, the, I guess rep, the conflicts that you face that I've faced in my life and the emotions I face with them being, seeing them represented is really, was really meaningful and really moving and powerful. And I just really appreciate Spielberg for being so personal and, and putting this out for people to see because, and, you know, I know that this was a really personal project for him. And from what I understand, a lot of the, the, the events and things that happened in the movie were very, were pretty accurate. And so I, I really loved that. Um, and then the last one, as far as like meaningful is the movie, everything everywhere all at once, which was just a fantastic original film that came out this year. Um, that's not only like just bonkers and has crazy action and it's exciting, but also was powerful and, and the, kind of there's so many different themes and ideas in this film that uh i you know i'd love to just to dissect it all all on its own at some point but the you know the one of the characters is on the like like going through these these journeys of like fighting it through like trying to maintain optimism with also maybe you know that there's no point to life that we are you know our existence means nothing and so why should we care? Why should we even try? Why should we even try to do anything if everything doesn't matter? And kind of seeing that played out throughout the characters was really powerful and really, I don't know, really like just really moving. And the, the, the depictions of depression and, and generational trauma that these characters faced was incredibly powerful. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Just played across this bonkers and out of this world story. Um, definitely one of the most unforgettable movies of the year, but definitely was, had a lot of meaning. And so I wanted to mention those three, um, as far as like just meaning because they, each of them have kind of represented different parts of my own life struggles I've had of, of feeling, feelings of grief, um, going through the complications of, my parents' divorce, also going through my own divorce, um, and then the, um, just kind of like those trying to grapple with feelings of like nothingness and versus trying to stay optimistic in a world that sometimes feels like it's like, why should we even try? Everything's, you know, none of this matters at the end of the day. So why, why should we try? And like those, those feelings are definitely relatable and also bringing hope through those struggles. That's another thing I think all those movies did well is that they still brought hope through that. They, they were, they were real. They talked about real issues, but also like brought some for brought forward some hope that those things are okay to feel. Those things are okay to experience and we can get through those. So those are the most meaningful films of the year. Um, so next question is what was 
my family movie of 2022. So what movie did I watch the most with my family? And this one um, was, it's fun to like look back and think about. And I'm, for me, the way I'm going to answer this is like, what movie did my kids and I and my partner and like her kids, what, what, what movies did we watch the most? And the movie I came up with is, is Zombies 2, which if you don't know what that is, it's a Disney Channel movie. It came out in Disney Plus in the fall. And my kids loved this movie. Um, it was on all the time. And the music was played all the time throughout the year. So anyways, it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, it's not my favorite movie. It's not something I would choose. But like this is the movie that my kids all gravitated towards. And that was one that we watched a lot. The other one was uh, Turning Red, which was in the springtime. We watched that one a lot. My son, Crew, who's three years old, he is pretty picky with what he watches. He likes to watch the same things over again. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, Coco, I've been some, and Turning Red was, it made, made the cut. <laughs> so, um, we watched that one quite a bit. He calls it Panda, um, which is a lot of fun, but so yeah, Turning Red was a movie that my family, we watched a lot this year and Zombies 2. We watched all the Zombies movies, but Zombies 2 seemed to be the most popular one. So that's why I'm mentioning that one. All right. So what movie that was released in 2022 do you think you'll rewatch the most in the future? Uh, this one's easy. This, the Batman, um, came out in March of this year and I loved that movie. I'm a huge Batman fan. Batman has always been my favorite superhero. Um, this Matt Reeves take on it was dark and gritty and brooding. And at first, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted another take like that because it felt similar to what Nolan did. And I'm a huge fan of those, those films, the Dark Knight films, but this still did something totally different and I loved it and it was epic and just engrossing. Like I just felt wrapped up in this world. My good buddy, Tim, who I had the privilege to see this with opening night, I remember like 20 minutes in the movie, he like leaned over and just said, I'm completely riveted by this movie. <laughs> and I think that's how he said it. So, but like that feeling riveting is exactly how I describe the Batman. And so that's why I'm going to rewatch it. I, I, I know myself. I rewatched all the other Batman movies a lot, even the ones I don't like as much. I will still rewatch those. Um, I mean, I just watched Batman forever and Batman and Robin earlier, earlier in 2022. Um, which I have a lot of nostalgia for those movies because I was a 90s kid and grew up with those. But um, anyways, I, that's the one I just foresee. Like, I'll definitely be watching that a lot. So, um, okay. So what movie made you cry the most from 2022 or brought the most emotion out? So this one, like I said, the, all the ones that I mentioned before, um, Wakanda Forever, The Fablemans, Everything Everywhere All at Once, even The Batman, they brought out a lot of emotion in me. But the one that made me cry um, is actually, once again, I'm going to cheat. There's going to be two for this answer. Um, the first one is Thor Love and Thunder. Now, that's probably going to be surprising to some. And I am a huge Thor fan. I love the character. I love what Chris Hemsworth has done. I loved Thor Ragnarok, especially with Taika Waititi, the director, who came in there and kind of changed up the vibe a bit. And Thor Love and Thunder, the movie itself is a little bit of a mixed bag for me. I... Overall, I really like it. There's things I love about it, things that I don't quite like as much, but the things I do like are were really strong and really memorable for me. And what I really liked is that, you know, without getting into spoilers too much, but there's a scene kind of towards the end where Thor has to help out a bunch, a group of kids and he, um, 
you know, throughout the movie, the antagonist who's played by Christian Bale, who's just fantastic. Um, Christian Bale's always amazing. He's essentially saying that, you know, like gods don't exist and we shouldn't put our faith in other people to help us out and, or to save us from our struggles or our, our, the things, the dangers of our lives. But there's this moment where Thor comes to like help these kids. And rather than just like simply like saving them, he shares his power with them. So essentially what he does is he empowers them to fight on their own, to fight their own battles. So like he, he doesn't just come and save them and save the day. He also doesn't abandon them, but he shows up, encourages them and empowers them to fight their own battles. And so we get this like battle scene where it's all these kids with like these new powers that Thor helped, you know, share with them and they're fighting for themselves. And, but they're, but because they had this leader, this example in Thor, they're able to do it. And, and he inspired that in them, that empowerment. And that's something that I've noticed a lot in Taika Waititi's films is this like, there's always, um, kind of like this empowerment towards kids or children or teenagers or the youth. And that's where I really appreciate that. And I think for me, being a parent that has, you know, I'm, I'm, I mentioned before I'm divorced and that has been incredibly painful to see my kids have to go through that. And a lot of times I have, I think in, I've tried to, you know, almost treat them like victims of that. But I had a therapist talk to me once about working on empowering them to get through hard things. And so seeing this depicted in the movie, I don't know. It just felt like a representation of that for me. And I was like in tears. I was like sobbing, like crying <laughs> in the movie theater. And every time I've watched it two other times, I think since, and still like it brings me to tears. It's just a really powerful moment. And I know it's maybe more silly um, to some people, but for me, that moment just really was, was really strong. Um, so that made me cry a lot. And then I have to also add in this one because I just think, um, it's a beautiful moment and I, and I brought me a lot of tears as well is in everything everywhere all at once. There's a scene where, um, the, you know, without spoiling that film as much as well, but there's the husband and wife character in a different, it, the movie is about different multiverses and different versions of themselves where there's one version where they don't end up together and they both have these elegant and fancy lives that seem like they're full of meaning but there's a moment where the character says to his, um, the husband says to his wife, and, and granted, in this universe, they are not married. He says, in another universe, I'm going to totally butcher the quote, but says something along the lines of, in another universe, I would love nothing more than to do laundry with you, laundry and taxes with you, something like that. And it is such a beautiful and profound moment that just, I don't know, it's beautiful, like to see this like love that between this, these two people and like kind of just how it crosses over multiverses. It was just really beautiful to see on screen and it just brought me to a lot of tears. So that's, those are the two that made me cry the most in 2022. Okay. All right. Next question is what was the biggest surprise of 2022? So what movie kind of came out of nowhere and just really caught me off guard as, as for, and by how much I, I loved it. And so for me, there was kind of a few of those, but the one that I think really captured the most was the movie called The Atom Project. If you haven't heard of this one, it came out on Netflix earlier in 2022. It was like March, I believe. 
It stars Ryan Reynolds, uh, Mark Ruffalo, and Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana is in it. Um, essentially, though, it's about um, this kid who meets his future self, um, played by this future self is played by Ryan Reynolds. And so it's kind of a comedy, drama, action, sci-fi adventure that just had so much heart to it. Um, I don't know. It just was, it was just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Like there were so many emotional moments of between these characters. And I don't know, just that concept of like being a kid and meeting your future self is like, I'm sure we all thought of that as a kid. And so like seeing it, done and executed so well was really, I don't know, it just made me really happy and I was really um, I don't know, just pleased with how like this movie turned out and it's one that I haven't rewatched, but it's something that I've been meaning to for a long time um, and I don't know, it just was really exciting and I'm a, I'm a big believer in um, the idea of like we need to do our own self-healing and when we are able to heal like the, the struggles or the difficult things in our lives, it uh, not only helps us, but it helps generations as well. Like our, and this movie feel like a good example of that as this character, um, Ryan Reynolds character and his younger self character, whose name is Adam, as they work on like rebuilding some of the, you know, like the, the trauma they experienced from like, things from with with their dad and from other aspects of that as they start to heal those things um you see healing spread to all the other people in their lives and so that was really powerful like the way they depicted it um and so yeah love this movie i it just totally caught me off guard the netflix movies that come straight to streaming you know are kind of hit or miss for me i also don't watch a lot of them but the ones i do are usually like entertaining and fine and i don't really think about it much but this one that really stayed with me um, it's directed by Sean Levy, who also did, he's done like the night, nightmare, no, night at the museum movies. Um, and he's done a lot of things. He's been working for a while and most of his work has never really stood out to me as anything amazing. Um, but, uh, he did the movie free guy in 2021 with, with also with Ryan Reynolds. And that was a big, that was like my biggest surprise of that year. Um, love that one. And the Adam project, love this one. He's doing Deadpool three with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine, which is like, I'm so excited for. And so, um, you just, I'm really excited for him to do Deadpool three and see what he does there. And I know he, he seems to bring a lot of heart to his movies. So, uh, yeah, that was my biggest surprise of 2022. Um, next one is, what is the funniest movie I saw in 2022? And, you know, I was thinking about it. I don't know if I saw a lot of comedies this year. And granted, I should have said this at the beginning, but I did not see every movie that came out in 2022 and not even close. Um, but the funniest movie I saw was the film called Spirited, which is another Ryan Reynolds movie and it also stars Will Ferrell. Um, it's kind of like a modern spin on A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens' story. Um, it's also a musical and anyway, it was just, yeah, it was super funny and it was just a really good time. It was a really good Christmas film, but just a good movie in general. Um, once again, had a lot of heart to it and I really appreciated that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I loved it. We, we watched it twice, um, this Christmas season and it's one that I see us watching 
every year. You know, like I, I could see this one being part of the rotation um, every year as, as you know, around the Christmas season. So it's super funny, super fun, great music. Good, Yeah, it's a good movie if you missed it. Okay, what was the most inspiring film I saw this past year? So, I mean, there's so many that could fit the bill for this one. Um, but I think the one I want to go with is one I haven't mentioned, which totally, this also could have fit the biggest surprise. Actually, maybe it might have even been a more accurate one because I didn't have much expectations for this movie. It was a sequel to a 80s film that I, I don't know if I'd have actually seen all the way through until I rewatched it before seeing the new one. And that was Top Gun. Um, so that's movie is Top Gun Maverick. And, why I find this one so inspiring was because the the storyline that they they like Maverick's character arc that he goes through um just felt so like down to earth and relatable and he's this guy like he feels responsible for the death of his best friend from the first film and he owes he feels like he owes this responsibility to his son his son is angry at him um and he's trying to do the right thing there, but no matter what he does, it's still kind of like not going to be good enough. But then he's also got this relationship with um, the character Penny that just, I don't know, felt really like real and mature and like not like still like all the fun, like love things that you see in movies, but just more real done more realistic way. I guess that's the best way to say it. Um, I don't know. I just found it all really inspiring as, as Maverick tries to work through all these things, um, about like how to show up for his, this like kid that's, you know, really at the end of the day, he doesn't necessarily owe this kid anything. It's not like he's his own son, but, um, yeah, like just, I don't know. I found, and then like the dynamic between the two of them as they have to work through like these really dangerous, perilous situations together, um, really moving and one that like just, came out I came out of the movie just like with like a really good positive feeling and made me want to be a better person um you know I could say that about a lot of the movies too but just like just for the sake of diversity I think Top Gun Maverick really captured that the most um because I definitely felt that with a lot of the films on this mo- on that I've talked about already but that was just one that really really moved me and um just a phenomenal movie I mean it was fantastic so Top Gun Maverick was the most inspiring film for me of 2022. Um, all right, the next one is, what was the best movie not released in 2022 that you saw for the first time this year? So basically a movie that came out, you know, any year before this year um, that I had never seen until 2022. And so I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, um, but the best movie I saw that was not released in 2022 was Die Hard. Um, and I know that's like a, a, a classic and for years it's been on my watch list and I've always wanted to watch it. Um, but just for whatever reason, never did, especially around Christmas time. It always is one that came up. Um, and my good friend, Tim, um, he one day was talking about it with me and had mentioned he had it on his voodoo. And so I finally um, had a free night, I think. I think it's, that's kind of, yeah, I just had a night, um, open and I was able to watch it. And man, it was so good. It's such a great action film, such a great, like, just, I don't know, like human drama, like 
I've seen, it's funny. So Die Hard is a series that I saw the fourth one, Live Free Die Hard, I believe, um, when it came out in theaters in 2007. And I remember really liking it. Um, but just never really, I never went back and watched it or watched the other ones. The, I didn't, it wasn't really allowed to watch radar movies growing up. And so the first three, I think are rated R. So seeing, um, so yeah, I just never got to it. But then when I finally watched it this last year around Christmas time, it was, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, one that I would love to want to have in the rotation around Christmas time as well. Um, so yeah, just a fantastic movie. Also wanted to add another one in here. I just remembered this. Um, so this was a movie that I had never seen until this year. And that was the movie Brokeback Mountain. And, you know, this is a truly like just heartbreaking film. Like it is just, I, I don't know, like it was just, just really sad, um, but really well done. You know, Heath Ledger, who, you know, rest in peace. That guy is just a phenomenal actor. He was incredible. And that's Jake Gyllenhaal is fantastic as well. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm glad I finally was able to check this one out though. It was really moving and just a really powerful film. And, um, yeah, so another great new movie I saw in 2022 that was not released this year. Okay. So I don't like to be too negative, but the most disappointing movie I saw this year, um, and then we'll get into, we'll finish up with like a ranking of some of my favorites, but the most disappointing movie I saw this movie was the film Disenchanted. Um, now it's not awful. Like it's not a bad movie per se. It just didn't really stick with me. It didn't really, I don't know. I, I, the first Enchanted movie is one that's like kind of like, I, I love that movie. Um, and it's just silly and fun, but, and funny, but also like brings out the hopeful romantic in me, things like that. I don't know. Anyways, I, I love the first one. This one just didn't really, I don't know. I didn't, feel like it had the same charm to it um the music wasn't quite as um memorable for me and so um yeah we watched it and then it was kind of like oh that was, that was okay and then moved on and didn't really think about it much so um yeah so that was that was disappointing because I was, I was kind of definitely hoping for more maybe that's my own expectations with it um which is okay as well but it's definitely one that uh yeah, it was not the most memorable for me. So, all right. So we are getting, I'm going to wrap up now and, um, I want to share a quick, my, my top 10, this is my top 10 favorite movies of, um, 2022. And so I'm going to count those down. Um, so before I jump into my top 10 though, I do want to just give a quick few honorable mentions, one that just barely missed my list. So, First off, Thor Love and Thunder, I mentioned earlier, like it's, yeah, it's, I, I have a lot of love for it. Um, there's a lot of things that I really liked, but yeah, just some things that I didn't. So it kind of just barely missed my list. Um, the movie She Said, um, just barely watched this one actually like a week or two ago. And it's, it's, if you have, don't know what it's about, it's about the reporters that kind of broke the Harvey Weinstein, um, story open and really ushered in the Me Too movement and just a powerful movie, uh, powerful story. Um, and one that, uh, just, you know, it's not one that I will go back to and rewatch. And that's kind of what I consider when I'm making these lists as far as my favorites, but yeah, just a great film. Um, I mentioned turning red. That was a really fun movie that I watched a lot with my kids this year. We had a good time with, um, 
The Bad Guys was another great animated movie that we watched. We didn't watch it as much, but it was definitely one that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, another fun one, another animated one. Um, and then Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. That was a great animated movie and one that, I mean, I didn't even know, like, I don't think I saw the other Puss in Boots movie. I don't even think I saw the last Shrek movie, but uh, it was great and kind of definitely reinvigorated my interest in the Shrek movies. And then the last one I want to mention is the movie The Menu. Um, and it doesn't quite make my list, mostly just because, like, the I don't know how I feel about the ending still, but one of the most unique going experiences, unique movie going experiences I had this year. We just watched this the other night. Um, and just, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was so engaging, so unique and different. Um, great performances. And, uh, yeah, so definitely I'd, I'd recommend checking it out if you like thrillers. Um, but, uh, okay. So here we go. Here's the top 10, my top 10 favorite movies of 2022. And these can definitely vary or change, you know, depending on when you ask me, but for right now, this is where I have them. So number 10 is a Marvel film and that is Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And this is a movie that is not perfect, but was so much fun. I love how much Sam Raimi, who, um, has such a distinct and unique, um, visual style and storytelling ability. Like he brought those sensibilities to the MCU um, and it's like story-wise, it's kind of messy, but I really enjoyed this one. It's, it's just a fun ride. And I don't think I would have had it in my top 10, but when my baby was born a couple weeks ago, we had this on in the hospital one of the nights we were there just kind of watching it again and just rewatching it. I was like, man, this movie is really fun. And I, I don't think it gets enough credit. It's blends of horror, like, you know, superhero fun action stuff, but also just, is has some has some good themes as well of like what does it mean to be happy and how do you how do we um how do we go about pursuing that um and amazing performances by Benedict Cumberbatch but even more impressive was Elizabeth Olsen um playing Wanda, uh, Wanda Maximoff Scarlet Witch I mean she is just shown that she owns that role and is amazing and fantastic so that is my number 10. My number nine is The Atom Project, um, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. But yeah, just once again, a great film and one that uh, is I'm excited to revisit and, and watch again for many times in the future. Number eight is Spirited, which I talked about earlier. Um, yeah, fantastic movie. Super fun. Great music. Um, looking forward to revisiting that one a lot in the future. Number seven is the biggest movie of the year financially, and that's Avatar The Way of Water. Um, this movie, I don't know, it's, it's, I still, I feel like I'm struggling a little bit to find out if it's like one of the best movies I've ever seen or not. Um, I, so quick history, first Avatar movie, I like it. It's good. It's not great to me. Um, I think as a theatrical experience, it's phenomenal. And, um, and I guess that's maybe where I land with the Avatar The Way of Water, too, is like in, it's it's a fantastic and amazing immersive experience that is just unlike anything else. I mean, it's James Cameron knows how to deliver a, an experience. And I, um, yeah, I loved it. And I think, though, it's what makes this movie stand out for me, though, is just 
is it does have like the characters were a lot more interesting this time around for me. I felt a lot more invested in the arcs that they're in the journeys they're going on. Um, the ending, the third act is incredible. Like it's got some amazing action and tension. Um, really, truly like one of the most exciting sequences I've saw in a film this year was that the last hour of this movie. So I'm all in on this. I'm, you know, avatar can't wait for the third one. Um, so yeah, that's my number seven. Number six is Glass Onion, and that is the Knives Out spinoff sequel. Um, loves, I love Knives Out. Knives Out was a fantastic movie. Glass Onion was another great, just mystery, um, thriller, comedy, drama. Um, and I think one thing that really kind of stood out for me was just the, the depiction of narcissism in this. Um, one of the characters in there that I feel like that just really kind of nailed it um and anyways yeah i don't know it's just it was just a fun movie we watched this one twice um around the holiday season and had a really good time with it can't wait to see what uh ryan johnson does next um in those series um all right so number five so these these right here these 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 top five could kind of be interchangeable um really this order could go anyway um, except my number one, my number one's probably pretty solid there, but these next four, I should say. So number five is the Fablemans. Once again, I mentioned this before, Steven Spielberg's autobiographical story. Um, I just was so moving. I mean, Spielberg is truly the master of his craft and, uh, I loved it. I loved this movie. It's great performances and one that, uh, you know, I don't know if I will revisit it as often as some of those other movies, but definitely look forward to rewatching it again. Uh, number four, I mentioned this one as well, Top Gun Maverick. Um, for all the reasons I said before, it's just a fantastic, entertaining, exciting movie. Third act, I didn't mention this before. It's once again, like Avatar is one of the best third acts in a film I've seen in a while where I was truly on the edge of my seat and had like no idea how things were going to turn out. Um, I love that. I love when a movie can do that to me. Number three is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, I've talked a lot about this movie already, but uh, yeah, love it. If you haven't seen it, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, number two is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, yeah, I mean, same thing. I mean, once again, I've gushed about it already, but uh, it's just incredible and I love that movie. And my number one is The Batman. Um, I am... Told, you know, I have a Batman bias, so I'm going to say that right now. I know that's true for me. And so, um, but still, this was a fantastic movie and it was, you know, just, I love the detective noir. I love the uh, performances, the, just the, the, the journeys and the arcs that these characters go through, especially Batman, Bruce Wayne, like going through this, like this arc of, turning from fear to trying to inspire hope in the city. Um, it was beautiful. Like seriously, like just in just a beautiful spectacle and I cannot wait to see this universe, how it expands going forward. So those are my top 10 favorite movies of the year. So real quick, I'll run down Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness, number nine, the Adam project, number eight, spirited number seven, avatar, the way of water, number six, glass onion, number five, the Fablemans, number four, Top Gun Maverick, number three, Everything Everywhere All at Once, number two, Wakanda Forever, and number one, The Batman. So 
As a quick little bonus, I want to just run down some of the movies I'm looking forward to most uh, in 2023, this, this coming year. So I feel like there's a lot of good stuff coming out this year. So I went through Wikipedia and I narrowed down what I'd say are the, the 10 movies I'm most looking forward to. They're not necessarily in any particular order per se, um, but just kind of, I don't know, just they're, they're just the one, the top 10 that I'm looking forward to seeing the most. So, um, so first off, I've got for number 10, um, Shazam 2, um, Fury of the Gods. I love the first Shazam, just rewatched it actually recently. Um, and so really looking forward to seeing that story continue. Uh, number nine, I have Dune 2, which the first Dune from 2021 was one of my favorite movies of that year. And I love Denny Villeneuve, the director. So I can't wait to see the story continue. I've never read the book. So, um, I don't have that, like that deep fan base in me, but the movie made me a really, uh, a fan of the series. And I can't wait to see what happens next in the story. Um, number eight would be Spider-Man across the multiverse or Spider-Verse. I think I believe it was called. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one of the best anime movies to come out in the last decade. Um, phenomenal film. And just, yeah, I'm super excited to see what they do next with that. Number seven is Creed 3. I love the Rocky series and I love the Creed movies. Um, Creed 1 and 2, especially Creed 2, was a movie that I didn't think was going to be as good as the first one, but I I love it. It's definitely not as strong, per se, but it's it's just a... I don't know. They they really made a great film out of that, and so I'm really excited to see what they do next. Um, Michael B. Jordan, I think, is one of my favorite actors working today. He's fantastic, and I can't wait to see Jonathan Majors uh, him go against up up against him. He seems like he, this year is just going to be huge for him. If you don't know who he is, he's I, I honestly haven't seen a lot of the things he's in, but he's going to be in the Ant Man sequel. Um, which I didn't even put in my top 10, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that actually, the closer we get to it. But yeah, Jonathan Majors is, is apparently going to be, he's playing the character King, who's going to kind of, what it seems to be is like kind of the next Thanos level threat, um, in the MCU. So excited to see where that goes. Um, number six, I probably, I put, uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, which is the, I think it's the seventh Mission Impossible film. Um, I've, I've loved most of these movies. I'll, I'll, besides number two, um, they're all really solid, but I think since Christopher McQuarrie jumped in as director uh, since number five, they've just, they've just been knocking out of the park. And from what I, I think this is part one of a two part movie. And so what I can tell though, this is going to be Tom Cruise's last time playing the character of Ethan Hunt. And Tom Cruise is just, I mean, the guy is a force we reckon with. I love watching him on screen, like doing his own stunts. And so, yeah, anyways, can't wait for that. Number five is one that maybe people might not agree with me, but uh, I can't wait for the Mario movie. Um, I've always been a big fan of Mar the Mario series, the games. They're about the only games I still play now as an adult. Um, and especially this past year, my kids have all gotten really into it. And my three-year-old crew, he is just a Mario fanatic. I mean, that kid... He knows how to, like, for a three-year-old, is so good at Mario. Like, he, we played Mario 3D World on the Switch, Nintendo Switch a lot, and that kid just is, he's awesome at playing Mario. And they're all so excited for this. I'm excited for it. Um, I know Chris Pratt is kind of a weird choice to play Mario. I'm still not sure how I 
you know, I'm indifferent on it. I'm kind of wait and see. Regardless, though, I can't wait to see this movie. Um, it's like we're literally counting the days down for it over here in our house because uh, we're all just big Mario fans. So can't wait to see that one. Um, number four is The Flash. You know, and Ezra Miller, the star of The Flash, has been kind of a, they've been kind of a controversial figure last year. But this movie has been in the works for, I think, since 2015, 14 with different directors and Michael Keaton's supposed to be coming back as Batman, which I mean, that alone is going to make me, it's going to shoot it up on my excitement level. So, um, yeah, I really, I'm super stoked for this. Hope we get a trailer soon. Um, hope we finally get to see it. So, uh, number three, it would be Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Um, the, the Christmas special that just came out was fantastic. James Gunn is is at a unique and always does it. You know, even if I don't ever love everything he does, he is very he makes different and, and interesting and engaging movies. And so I'm excited to see him conclude his this story of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um it's been weird. It's been five years since we've no, it'll be six years since the second one came out. And yes, we've seen them in Avengers and Finney War and Endgame, but um, I, yeah, I can't wait for this. Um, so excited. The trailer was, was super awesome. Number two is the movie Oppenheimer, which is the Christopher Nolan film and it's Christopher Nolan. So if you don't know that about me already, I'm a huge Nolan fan and I, I cannot wait for this. Like I am so stoked for this movie. The cast looks incredible. Um, Killian Murphy is starring in it, which he's such a great and underrated actor. And you got RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. in there working with Nolan, um, Emily Blunt. I think Matt Damon's in it as well. Maybe I should look that up. But anyways, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Um, number one, the movie I'm probably, this is probably the movie I'm most excited for. And I wasn't until the trailer came out recently. And that is Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. Um, huge Indiana Jones fan. I... I've loved this series ever since I can remember. Um, Crystal Skull is a movie that uh, is not terrible, but not great, but I, I appreciate it. Um, and so I have fondness for these movies. This just, I feel like um, James Mandigal, the director, is going to do something special. Um, I could be wrong. That's just the vibe I'm getting. The trailer was fantastic. So, yeah, can't wait for that. So 2023 should be a good year for film. So, well, thank you everyone for listening to this. Um, went a little bit longer than I was planning, but, um, I'd love to hear what some of your favorite films of 2022 were and some of the movies you're looking forward to most this upcoming year. And, uh, we, sh- we should have a new interview coming out soon. So I'm really excited for that. Um, got some great guests coming up this year. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please let me know. I'd love to, uh, I'm always interested if, you know, even if I, if I know you personally, if I don't know you personally, I'm always interested in meeting new people. I love to talk about movies and I love to talk about people's life stories. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, the best way to do that would be, um, Tommy Olson 88 on Instagram. Um, and thank you so much for listening to this and hope you have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.